Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to an as-yet-untitled Derek and One podcast project. Uh, it's very likely that this is going to be a one-off. Uh, we kind of decided to uh, record this as an act of contrition because we uh, sort of dropped the ball with Stuck in the Middle with you, which will be back. We don't know when, but it will be back. So we're going to do this sort of fun little one-off thing. Uh, and since this or is March... potentially not one-off thing. You who never, knows? Maybe we'll do it again because this... It's kind of a very entertaining concept. So anyways, my name is Derek Gade, and my friend and collaborator, as always. <laughs> I'm gonna That's, fall me. Into... That's me, Juan Barquin. That's Hi. right. And uh, yeah, so this is our little one-off project, and we're recording this in mid-March. And March, as you know, is the month of bracket <laughs> tournaments. It's, it's, yeah, it is the month of madness. Uh, March Madness is currently going on. The Morning News is running its annual tournament of books. We're having our second tournament of films over at our website, Dim the House Lights. And I love me some bracketology. I love that and shit. So you, I live for that shit. Quite literally wrote a giant list about, I mean, or a giant essay about lists and whatnot. And I feel like this falls under that lovely category as well. It most definitely does. So, what uh, Juan and myself are going to do. We're, I have here uh, a list of the 32 top singles, music singles, of 1982. This is according to the late great RPM magazine, which is basically – or which was basically Canada's equivalent to Billboard. Ooh. And uh, we placed – or I placed these suckers in a single elimination bracket. So the song that was number one for the year 1982 faces off against number 32, two against 31, so on and so forth. Until we get to 16 versus 17. Yep. And uh, if you want to s- completely spoil yourself with the results of this of this uh, little tournament that we're holding, you can go to challenge, that's with an O, dot com slash top pop single of 1982 and see the results. But we're going to do this live right now. It's not live for you guys. So uh, I'm not going to name all the songs now, but the ne- uh, this is round one. This is... The uh, the terrible thirty two. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, oh, actually, I should we should probably explain what like the tiebreaker pr- procedures are. Oh, that's right. So, um, basically, since Derek and I are probably going to have incredible disagreements, since we have to come to an agreement on which song is better per pairing, uh, we are going to have the first tiebreaker be which song would you be more likely to perform at karaoke and. The second tiebreaker, because clearly Derek and I will probably differ in our karaoke choices, is going to be Paper, Rock, Scissor. That's right. <laughs> because, I mean, if after two, if we can't agree normally, if we can't convince the other person that our song is better or our pick is better, and we can't even agree on what song is a better karaoke jam, then we're going to have to leave it to the gods of mostly chance. Yep, basically. So without further ado, let's get right to it. All right. Our first pairing, we've got our number one seed, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts against number 32, We Got the Beat by the Go-Go's. So I feel like female debut. Yeah, I know. I feel like this is a pretty, this is a pretty, like for me, it's an easy choice, even though I do love both songs. I think since uh, I Love Rock and Roll being the number one seed is definitely the most ubiquitous song on this list. Mm-hmm. Like it's a song that risks the most being overplayed. Uh, I think it's in like Guitar Hero. It's friggin' everywhere. It and literally is everywhere. Although we got the beat is also 
in in one of the, not Guitar Hero, but in Rock Band, actually. Here's the thing, though. I mean, um, I love rock and roll. is is a cool song. It's like pop radio's like first engagement with what might be considered like a West Coast punk thing. Yeah. It's a very sort of elemental song. It's like you know, like big blocks of chords. Very simple structure. Not inherently a bad thing. But we got to beat is so such a good, like great fizzy little song. It's it really got, is. And I, I'll, I'll be saying this again later because we've got another GoGo's entry on this list. But I really, really, really like the bass playing on this song. It's a weird no, thing. It's to fucking. Sort of it's great. Hook it's into. Like it's so it's so catchy. Like it sticks with you, even when you don't like. Even when you don't think you're in the mood for we got the beat. Like it will, like it pops up. And you're happy about it. I love rock and roll. Are like, admittedly, can get. I don't want to say it can get tiresome, but it kind of does because you. I don't know. It's ubiquitous. It's yes. But uh, also, I mean, while we're on the topic of the Go Go's, Beauty and the Beat is probably one of the great unheralded '80s debuts in American rock music. I would agree. So I think we agree on this one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we got the beat should be the winner here. Like, so we got I, the I gotta beat. Say. Yeah, we got the beat goes on. Um, our number two, our next, uh, our next uh, pairing, we've got "I Can't Go for That" by Hollow Notes yes. against "The Look of Love" by ABC. Also, yes, <laughs> one of these I actually own on vinyl. The other one I don't even, which I I'm kind of baffled. I don't own any Hollow Notes mm-hmm. on vinyl. Like shame on me. <laughs> um, and when I started like uh, planning this this little project in its uh, infant stages. I saw that these two songs were against each other, and I knew that Juan liked both these songs a lot. So I texted him and said, which song is better? Uh, I can go for that or Look of Love. And I broke his brain. Yeah, I think my instant response was like, I can't fucking pick that. <laughs> like, who, like, they're just both such good songs. And they're not the best of either one of the two groups. No. But at the same time, like, they're both so good, and I care so much about I mean, like... Ugh, but I feel like <laughs> realistically, I feel like Look of Love has a little more of that that catchy popness that made ABC stand out so much. While I can't go for that as good of a Hollow Notes song as it is, it's kind of I don't know, it's not as up to par as a lot of their other hits. I don't know, as as Look of Love is for ABC. See, I would tend to agree. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think uh, these are the respective best songs uh, from these artists, but I don't even think that these songs are even the best songs on these albums. Like, I think Poison Arrow is a better ABC yes. song. Poison Arrow is absolutely the best song on the on the album. But the it whole. didn't make the cut, and I think Private Eyes is a much better song on Private Eyes. Yes, absolutely. Both so, of the see, that would be an even harder. <laughs> that would be an impossibly hard matchup for me. This I can lean. I lean towards Look of Love, definitely. I, w- I would lean towards ABC if only because I think there's only. I think uh, Look of Love is the only song in this tournament with vibraphone on it, <laughs> and I think it has the best. Um, one thing I like, like like slash find amusing about a lot of '80s music is like the spoken word interlude. Oh my god, yes! And this has got a good one at the end of it. It really towards does. the end of it. And no, it's just I, I I mean this is just really a literal matter of taste and personal preference because these songs are pretty on par with one another. But I think I'll have to go with you, man, and give it to Look of Love. Yeah, we got it. So next up, uh, match number three, 
Don't You Want Me by The Human League versus Da 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 by Trio. And I was all set to get Trio to move on to the next round. And I'd be, I mean, let's get these weird Germans as far into sorry, the tournament no. as we can. There is no competition here <laughs> at all. This is, but, this I mean, is no no, it is Don't You listen, Want Me. I, listen, I mean, I was all set to move these guys <laughs> deep into the tournament because I like I like the I like the gimmick of Trio. It's three guys. It's one drummer, one keyboardist, one guitarist, and the dude sings in like sort of a disaffected, detached, sing-songy kind of voice. But I, to my chagrin, as I was building the bracket, I saw it went up against probably the best song of the tournament. Yes, <laughs> that's by the, the thing. Like, Don't You Want Me is not only, the, like, arguably the best song of 1982, which, like, you, I, I've already, ex- like, I'm expressing my clear bias here for this song. Right. But it is by far one of the greatest, most essential songs of the 80s, I feel. <laughs> like, Don't I mean, You Want, like, everything about Don't You Want Me is kind of brilliant. I mean, just the fact that it has, like, sort of the female part as the second verse kind of inverting the whole first part. Yes. That's that's really cool, and that's just a really well-done well, well done song. I mean, and even if I were to be super contrarian and say, no, I'm going to stick with Trio, and we go to our first tiebreaker, which is which is best karaoke song, Don't You Want Me is, like, one of the all-time great karaoke songs. Exactly. So it's brilliant. I, so I guess I'm fucked in that respect because I'm pretty sure it's that because re- don't you want me wins? Yeah, don't you want me goes on because even I gotta go like ah, it's like sorry trio I was pulling for you the whole time, but uh, I mean sucks to be you sucks to be you I guess <laughs> match number four, uh, hard to say I'm sorry by Chicago against uh, heart attack by Olivia Newton John. Okay, see, this is one of those. This is this is so hard for me. Oh God, I hate this so much. Like I, I, sh- I like like early Chicago. I like Chicago for their first few records when they're still kind of like, like progressive and jazzy and political and whatever. I mean, when they get into like hardcore power ballad territory, I'm like, that's I kinda, not your thing, but it's my thing. I kind of lose interest. But, but see, like I love, I love both of those Chicagos. Like I love power ballad chicago so ugh, i just but then again again this is going up against olivia newton john who obviously as a flaming homosexual i adore (laughs) um because come on i fucking like love xanadu and everything please Ugh, but like this is such a hard choice i'm like i'm I, i just put on my headphone and i'm listening to heart attack again just in case to see if I'm willing to give in to this, I'll say this. Uh, there, as I was listening to the songs that were in the bracket for this tournament, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't a lot of like, like just grimy '80s saxophone. Like the '80s was a great sax decade, but you wouldn't it really know it. Was. You wouldn't know it listening to a lot of the songs in this tournament. Well, but, I feel like the, I feel but, like the, the like great sax came like not necessarily as early as most of these did. Uh, no, I mean, I think, I mean, as the decade went on, there was a bit more, but Olivia Newton-John, the two songs that she has, there has a little saxophone, but that has like that and the Hall & Oates song that we just kicked out of the tournament. I know. And, uh, and weird because you would think Chicago, oh, they got the horn section, but it's like really sort of a jazzier, like trumpet trombone, uh, yes. kind of arrangement to it. But all that to say, I'm kind of torn as well because, uh, hard to say, I'm sorry, kind of starts off as like your... Your your power ballad thing, and then it kicks into high gear for the last minute and a half uh, for the portion of the song known as "Get Away." 
that yeah. closes out the first site, the Chicago 16. And I'm like, yes, this is the Chicago I like. Except that wasn't part of the single. Yeah, exactly. The single it was cuts only out before to, yeah. that. I think I'm going to have to go with Heart Attack. Oh, see, see, I, I kind of want to go with Hard to Sam. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so are, this is actually going to be our first. Are you locked in? Is that like? Are, are yeah. You with? Okay. I'm gonna what's, stick with it. So what, what would we? What would I do for karaoke? I feel like, I feel like Heart Attack is a very strange karaoke song to perform. Mm-hmm. I feel like other Olivia Newton Johns lend themselves. Yeah, Olivia Newton John songs lend themselves a lot more. Obviously, like anything from Greece, Xanadu. Um, I, I guess physical. you can sort of. I guess you can sort of ham it up a little bit if you're singing Heart to Sam. Sorry. You can. Like, it's a good. I mean, I feel like power ballads in general are very good for karaoke. Who sings lead on that? It's Peter Setterer, right? Probably. I would assume so. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, here's something else that kind of throws it into uh, Hard to Say I'm Sorry's favor. Uh, yeah, it is Peter Setterer. And, uh, Steve Lukather, David Page, and Steve Porcaro of A Toto all play on that song. Really? Yep. Okay. That song's practically a Toto song. <laughs> I mean, you can you can tell. You can feel it. You know what? I'm going to change my vote. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vote Chicago. Let's do it. Congratulations. Hard to say. I'm sorry. You are moving on to the yeah. next. Yeah. Um, number five. Uh, we have Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band and uh, Key Largo by I don't even know who sings this song. You've got the playlist out. Isn't it Bertie Higgins? Bertie Higgins. Thank you. That yeah. song sucks so bad. <laughs> Dude, so mean. no, it's really bad. It's like it's one of the. Good. It is one of the bottom three songs in this bracket. Yeah, it is it one of the three really worst is, songs honestly. in this bracket. And, and like centerfold is just so good. It's so good. It's just like I'd even like I just want to talk. I would just want to rip on uh, Key Largo just a bit more because <laughs> I felt personally insulted by this song. Right? Why did you feel personally insulted by like, Key Largo? <laughs> here is this cheesy ass sub Jimmy Buffett bullshit. Sub Jimmy Buffett is actually exactly how I would describe Key Largo. And it's like, hey, Derek, you like movies, right? So here's an entire bullshit song about a Humphrey Bogart movie that has like, <laughs> like, like you know what? You know what song? Fuck you. I don't need I don't need this condescension. So, I mean, I, I mean, I really like Centerfold. But I'm pretty sure any song would have won over Key Largo. So Centerfold. Yeah, pretty like, much like, yeah, almost any single song on this entire thing would have would have won against key largo so but centerfold is like fuck itself jay giles band the ultimate 80s rock band well the ultimate party band i fucking i don't think anyone in this world could not like jam to centerfold if it comes on i mean that whole record freeze frame is really good yeah it really is i was listening to it in full the other day and i was just like shit this is even better than i remember it being (laughs) so uh so bye-bye key largo centerfold moves on yeah. So next up we have uh, number six. Uh, we have Body Language by Queen against 8675309 Jenny by Tommy Two-Tone. Okay, so obviously I adore Queen, but this is not one of my favorite Queen songs. I do I do kind of like how weird it is. Like it's kind of yes. like a plastic jazz song almost. I can see that. But it's still like... But Jenny is like one of the all-time great power pop songs. Exactly. Who in this world doesn't know those digits like the second you hear them anywhere people are like oh my god that's jenny like that's... yeah that's just a, that's just a great song straight up exactly like it embedded itself so well in pop culture there's no way i could 
not pick eights at seven five three oh nine uh okay so that was easy <laughs> yeah i know that was like our quickest go us we're doing so well oh the um, next one might be number seven we have abracadabra by the steve miller band against time yours by rod stewart okay so clearly i feel like i feel like there's a there's a right choice here yes and i hope that you're on the right <laughs> side of history one clearly uh, uh steve miller band is is gonna win this one no what i'm kidding uh, <laughs> what uh, 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 abracadabra the lyrics to abracadabra i like how i like how quickly you were just like oh god no he's <laughs> it's like the lyrics like i mean it's kind of unfair to judge pop music by its lyrics but the lyrics in abracadabra are really bad because they're like no, they're all no. cliche it's all cliche they suck like there's one six note riff that holds up the song and it's not really that great. I will say one thing about this is like a shitty version of Witchy Woman by the Eagles, which is already like kind of a mid tier Eagles exactly. song. But And I don't understand how Abercadaver got quite as popular as it did. I, I will say this though, that there's two great things about Abercadaver. One is the cover art for the single, which kinda of reminds me of some Twilight Zone shit. <laughs> And okay. two, it has a really great kind of semi-atonal guitar solo that plays with like channels and noise, and uh, it's kind of interesting. But the rest of the song is just kind of a wet fart. So. Yeah, and then like on the other side, you have like very coked-up pop music with <laughs> with like Rod Stewart because it really that's exactly what it is. It's like here's the thing: I like Rod Stewart, but. I, I, I get the sensation that the further along he goes in his career, the more cynical his sort of artistic decisions become. Okay. Because, I mean, he started off with The Faces and Jeff Beck, and that shit is all really dope. And then he started his solo stuff, and, like, every picture tells a story. His third album is, like, a bonafide fucking masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> and then then Disco comes along, and then The New Wave comes along, and now he's doing his, like, like – 18th American uh, Great American Songbook album. But I will say this. Something happens in this song during the chorus. The way the piano is produced and arranged. And I wish I were more sort of technically musically literate. I'm sure someone listening to this will be able to tell me what happens. It's the same thing that happens during the like big breakdown in the end, at the end of uh, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. And it happens during the piano solo in Twilight by Electric Light Orchestra where the piano just does this sort of grandiose, like, to the stars thing that I really like, and I can't explain it other than, like, magical girl transformation. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. I mean, it. I'm kind of, I can see that. I can absolutely, I like that description, and I'm kind of with it. So So let's do, uh, let's, uh, let's move Rod Stewart on, shall we? Yeah, shall we? And then we are moving into the next exciting set of songs, which is Our Lips Are Sealed by the Go-Go's yep. and Journey's Open Arms. Now, I love me some Journey, but... <laughs> our Lips Are Fucking Sealed! Uh, I have a tortured history with Our Lips Are Sealed, because remember when the Duff Sisters covered this? Oh my god, please, do you think I will ever forget when the Duff Sisters covered this? And I think that turned me off to the Go-Go's for a while. Really? Because... I, I was, I mean, I come from the sticks. I wasn't really like aware of like '80s new wave, but I was aware of the latest Hillary Dove vehicle, and I knew that this was like sort of a shrewd, kind of cynical move. Like I didn't know this was like a go-go song, so I kind of got turned off to that for a oh, while. Oh, see, no, I did know it was a go-go song, but see, I don't mind the Hillary Duff and um, it's Lindsay, right? Lindsay Duff. 
I believe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You're I asking feel, the wrong. Oh my guy. god! No, now I have to check because I'll feel bad if I'm I'm wrong. Uh, I think it's Haley. Haley, that's right. Okay, so, so scratch, I did, ignore that, make... please. Improper. Is it Haley? Yeah, it is Haley. Shit. Okay, so ignore that for me because just just cut this entire. <laughs> oh, the straight knew more about the Duffs than the gay. This is. This is a shocker. This is just. I'm, this is just. I have better recollection of random shit. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I the mean, story is I basically got turned off to the Go Go's sort of inadvertently, but then I realized that they were this. The Go Go's are awesome. The Go Go's are awesome. They were this. Uh, they were this all female band, and they were the first all female band to sort of write and produce their own record. And that record is dope. And their second yeah, record is Beauty dope. And the is awesome. And uh, so yeah, I mean, so good is. Uh, our list of sealed is, is that it overcame my initial sense of pessimism and cynicism <laughs> towards that song or the use of that song. Yeah. Open arms is a fucking, is a fucking power ballad. I mean, they're a dime a dozen. I mean, it's just not, it's not like, it's, it's not, not a, the best journey. It's not even the gr- best journey power ballad. I mean, that is, clear, that's, clearly, that's, that's what that's they clear, do. That's clearly like faithfully, right? Yes. Anyways, all that to say, sorry, journey. You got screwed. Okay. So here's where, <laughs> This is where the shit gets interesting. Begins to get frustrating. This is where we have four grudge matches in a row. This is like we were pretty pretty agreeable for the first few, but uh, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve are going to be grudge matches. All right, so <laughs> let's begin with um, one that will probably be the cause of a lot of angry yelling at each other, which is Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. And, oh my god, uh, <laughs> the Alan Parsons project, Eye in the Sky. That's right. Here, for a here, here, here's a little bit of trivia about yours truly, uh, fans at home. I love Eye in the Sky. Because you're the loser. Um, that is a super great song. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a very good song. I will not deny it, that, that, like, right. But, dude, Eye of the Fucking Tiger is, like, is essential. Here's the thing, though. I mean, we just eighties. We just ripped Steve Miller Band for having a song that was just made up of cliches, and and now we're going to crown this song like. I mean, I don't really give a fuck because it's so good. (laughs) Okay, here's my like defense of Eye in the Sky. Okay, because I think this might be a hard sell. Okay, so you you like Genesis, right? Yes. Okay, so I want you to imagine a slight alternate universe. So Peter Gabriel. (laughs) No, just just follow me because I got this. All right. So we keep going. So they, Genesis releases La, Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, right? Peter Gabriel quits, okay? Mm-hmm. Then the four remaining dudes in Genesis release uh, Trick of the Tail, right? Mm-hmm. And eventually along the line, uh, Genesis becomes a three-piece band. They're not super great out of the gate. But I want to posit an alternate universe where the person who leaves isn't Steve Hackett, but his keyboard is Tony Banks. Eye in the Sky is the kind of like prog pop that Genesis would have made if uh, a Rutherford Collins Hackett Genesis would have continued into the 1980s. Okay. That's my defense of that. Okay. That's an interesting defense. (laughs) But now let's just say in this universe, you and I are not agreeing on this this set of songs. We are. And you had to pick a karaoke song. Which karaoke song would you realistically pick? Like, I'm not going to say that 
Eye of the Tiger is not a great karaoke song. It is the like. It but is I don't want to be the guy who sings Eye of the Tiger at karaoke. I don't want to be the guy who sings Eye of the Tiger at karaoke, but I also don't want to be the guy who sings fucking Eye in the Sky because neither one of these songs is a good karaoke song. Uh, man. I mean, I feel like we are going to have to rock, paper, scissor this one out. Yeah, man. Because as much as like I, I do like Eye in the Sky, but I, Eye of the Tiger is just... But it's Alan Parsons so worked on Dark Side of the Moon, man. What do you want? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is uh, a pink fucking Floyd competition. All right, so let's let's paper rock scissor this. All right, so uh, I'll count it out, and so it's one, two, three, and your weapon of choice. All right, all right. So weapon of choice. <laughs> <laughs> so focus. One, two, three. Paper. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we said two out of three. We said two out of three. No, no, no. You said two out of three. Oh, you shithead. I said, I said it was sudden death. Ugh. Whatever. So, high in the sky moves on. Yeah. Uh, some, some bullshit. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to fight for the next song because clearly there is a right choice in the next one, and you're not gonna oh, agree. And I'm annoyed. God. All right. So the next one is "Physical" by Olivia Newton-John against "New World Man" by Rush. Clearly, this is the exa- this is the best example of Derek and my taste against each other. <laughs> so, New World Man is, I think, Rush's only top forty hit. Is it really? I think so. I mean, I, I know it's definitely the case in the states. Maybe a couple of the a uh, couple of the other songs were had a better better charting success in Canada, but I do know that Rush's only top forty U.S. hit is New World Man. Okay. This is from the year 1982 album Signals, which is mad underrated. That's a great record. And, I mean, I'm just kind of amazed that this became a hit. <laughs> I mean, so am I, actually, because this isn't exactly a hit tune. I mean, I feel like nothing that Rush... I mean, I like Rush. I will never not... I, I'll never say, like, oh, I hate Rush. But, like, they're not as, I guess, like, pop accessible as, <laughs> as well, most is- of the hits on here. Th- this is sort of their 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 pop accessible period, though. Yes. Between say 1980 and 1980, I guess seven with uh, Hold Your Fire. The 80s were their pop decade. I mean, they're not as like they're not making the 20 minute songs anymore. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that over the course of the 1980s, uh, Alex Lifeson from Rush, The Edge from U2, and Andy Summers from The Police are basically just ripping each other off so bad. If you listen to a Police record or U2 record or a Rush record made around the same time, I mean. You can see those guys just stealing ideas from each other. Nice. But, okay, so now that we're done talking about Rush, let's talk about <laughs> Olivia Newton-John's best single. Because <laughs> Physical is basically the essential Olivia Newton-John song. It's the Olivia Newton-John song that is most embedded in pop culture. Everyone knows it. I'm pretty sure there's like an entire segment of like VH1's I Love the 80s that like focuses on just how wonderful it is. I'm sure like Michael Ian Black says something entertaining about it. Uh, I mean, this is it's fucking it's it's a great song. It has a great video. It's 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 like peak Olivia Newton-John, dude. I'm not budging on this. Well, I'm pretty much a diehard Rush fan, so I'm not going to budge. I know on you this are, part. which is kind of a crime because I mean, I, I like Rush is great, but like, dude, it's. So let's, Olivia move to, John. let's move on to our tiebreaker. Which song is the karaoke jam? Clearly, Physical I mean, by Olivia Newton-John is the karaoke song. See, I would tend to agree, except for the fact that I think 
New World Man would be interesting and more challenging as a karaoke song. But I feel like everyone would be bored to death by it. Depends on how you sing it, dude. Actually, you know what? How would you sing? How would you sing that? Like, I'm genuinely curious. Like, how would you? I would. I would. I would put on my feeling. I would put on my Jack Black hat and I would just fucking fucking rock that shit to Valhalla, man. See that? I would school of rock the shit out of it to me. Like, I feel like. I could just put on like Jane Fonda's workout type shit and like <laughs> go all out with physical. Like that's there is clearly more options for physical in a performatory nature, so especially now, even at a bar. Like, come on. So now I'm of two minds here. Like either I concede the point and physical moves on where it doesn't make to the finals, whatever, or I stick to my point, force uh, rock paper scissors and like just to see you fucking sweat. I mean, like that's kind of rude. <laughs> I feel like I like, feel like if you if you physical. ask me Derek, if you ask me my person Derek if you had the chance to sing either Physical by Olivia Newton John or uh, New Roman Man by Rush Karaoke, I would pick the Rush song because I know the Rush song more. I know, but like Physical, so good. You gotta uh, fucking put your money where your mouth is, man. I like I literally own the album. I love this. I, I, I don't own Signals. It's right in my stack over there. I know, but. I own it on I on vinyl. So. I, so do I. Well, you know what? Fine, whatever. Let's, let's fucking stupid rock paper fucking scissor. And it, I swear to God, if it. I lose, I'm throwing my laptop across <laughs> the room. All right, so I'm gonna uh, count it out again. All right. Okay. One, two, three, scissors. Rock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. So physical moves on in overtime. Oh, good. So okay, so we both won one at least. That's that's good. That's good, I guess. So next uh, up we have this is probably going to be the less contentious of the contentious ones. We've got uh, this is number eleven, "Tainted Love" by Soft Cell against "Tonight I'm Yours" by no, not "Tonight I'm Yours." Oh, Young against, Turks. Uh, Young Turks. Yeah. By Rod Stewart. Um. So yeah, I was actually surprised that you thought. Actually, no. Okay. What do you think should win? Um. I'm going to say Tainted Love. Okay, because I, th- I think Young Turks should move on. Okay. For the, kind, of, kind of the same reason that uh, I made uh, Tonight I'm Yours go on, because I like the way that album is produced. Like, uh, there's a kind of an 80s revival in indie rock right now, and I'm like 99.5% sure that The War on Drugs had a copy of Rod Stewart's Tonight I'm Yours on their console, because they, like, steal that album's thunder so much. Okay. That album's really well produced, and Rod Stewart has a great voice. And I feel like Untainted Love, I mean, that's not a bad song, but I feel like it's like kind of a loosier, goosier song. Like it's not as I tight. mean, I would say so, but at the same time, like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I kind of almost appreciate its sheer simplicity of it because it sneaks its way into your brain. I don't know. It, like, I feel like Soft Cell sticks with you even when you don't expect it to. And I feel like this isn't my favorite Rod Stewart song. Like, we've already put a different one forward. Yeah, we already have two Go-Go and... songs, too. I mean, that doesn't... That's true, happen. but the Go-Go's are perfect. Um, So, you know, that's that's uh, different. Well, well, this is interesting because I want to kind of do the karaoke thing for this one. So, if you go to so karaoke... I mean, would you do Young Turks for karaoke? Yeah, because it has a sort of, like, ascendant, like... Uh... I feel like it would be a fun karaoke song, but at the same time, I don't think it's, like that popular a song in general i don't know maybe 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 i'm like out of touch with rod stewart i mean it is in this tournament i mean yeah obviously 
But uh, like if here's the thing though, if you're saying tainted love, there's you know there's going to be people who are going to be like, oh well, it's not the Marilyn Manson version. That's true. I actually I had I was playing it in my office the other day, and someone was like, you know, Marilyn Manson did a cover of it. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you just want to paper rock scissor it? Who yeah, cares? might as well. Okay. Yeah. So right. uh, one, two, three, paper rock. Oh, yeah. All right. So Young Turks moves on. Yep. Okay, so here's here's another fight here's time. Another. <laughs> so we've got number 12, It's Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp against Upper We Belong by Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warrens? I think so. All right, uh, this is kind of emblematic of the sappy 80s soundtrack song. But see, like, you say <laughs> that like it's a bad thing, and I disagree because I don't think it, like, I, I, I mean, I'm, like, fond of Joe Cocker. I mean, I'm fond of Joe Cocker, too, which kind of, which is, it's kind of like with Rod Stewart. Like, I feel like Joe Cocker is, like, a less cynical version of Rod Stewart. I feel like he feels these things a bit more deeply than Rod Stewart does. I absolutely think he feels these things more deeply. But, I mean, it's so saccharine, though. But like, oh, you, I don't, I don't care. Like, love lives us where we belong. And then he got hurt. Like, so, it, just, it just feels right. And then he got hurt so good, which is, I mean, John Mellencamp is like Bruce Springsteen of the Midwest. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Uh, well, actually, that's technically not true either because that's John Hyatt. <laughs> oh my God. Whatever. Anyway, I and John don't Hyatt is fucking think dope. This is, so. I mean, like, uh, there's just better. John Mellencamp songs, which we'll get to in a minute. I mean, this is true, but ah, oh, man. I just, I like, I, I mean, also, like, Love Lifts Us Up Where We Belong, like, like, didn't it win, like, a fucking Academy Award, too? I think it was definitely nominated for one, but I don't know if it won or not. The duo, the duet also won an Academy Award for Best Original Song. Oh, Suck it. Yep, and it won a fucking Grammy, too. Alright, well, we both As know that those are not necessarily... We both know that that's not necessarily like a mark. No, it is quality, not. Right? It is absolutely not. Considering Sam Smith just won this year for like an awful, awful song. But anyway, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that song. Like, I didn't see the movie. No, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it's it's re- arguably like one of the worst Bond songs. No, it is probably the worst. You know what? I'm willing to concede the point because yes, there's a better John Mellencamp song further along in the bracket, but also like the chorus, the main part of the chorus, like "Come on, baby, make it hurt so good," registers yeah. as a mon green occasionally to my french ears as come on baby me so good which means my pants are short what <laughs> so, right. so so let's so let's <laughs> so i'm willing to concede the point on up where we belong awesome so we didn't have to paper rock scissor this one go us all right so now it's the last the last batch yep. uh 13 ebony and ivory by paul mccartney featuring stevie wonder Against Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. So e- what do you think should win here? Ebony and Ivory is so bad, dude. I, I don't that think it's awful, so but I hard. don't care for it either. It's, oh man. It I'm like, I don't particularly love Dirty Laundry either, but it is a better choice. It is a better song. I feel like it's a much better song than you give credit for, but Ebony and Ivory is so naive. It's not, I don't hate Ebony and Ivory. It's just, yes, it is naive. It's very politically naive, and it's very... <laughs> Absolutely. I think I, like I like Paul McCartney, but this song gives so much ammo to Paul McCartney haters. Yeah, it kind of does. <laughs> so I mean, this is pretty easy consensus, I guess. Yeah, Dirty Laundry moves on. We'll have a, yeah. a chance to talk about it later. So okay, so uh, God, fourteen is is this not one's tough for, you. for me. 
it's tough for me. It's easy for you. And I like both of these songs a lot. And I'm probably, I already know which one I'm going to pick, but like, I want to have an internal struggle because it is Laura Branigan's Gloria versus John Mellencamp's Jack and Diane. And like, (laughs) I want, I want to make a bold claim. I want to make a bold claim. Yes. Jack and Diane is the best overplayed rock song of the eighties. Yes, absolutely. It is super overplayed. It is incredibly overplayed. But I don't know, just something about just about a little ditty about Jack and Diane. I mean, just so maybe, good. maybe it's the hand claps. That's an earth song with an interesting music video. Oh, my God, that's right. It is as much as I love Gloria. I think and, like, I, I, I would pick it as a karaoke song over Jack and Diane, admittedly. But like in this case, I would actually pick Jack and Diane. I mean, we already have a song with that exact melody in the tournament already. What with Gloria? Yeah, physical. I mean, it's not that exact melody. Thank you Let's very much. Let's get physical, Gloria. Oh my God, really? That's what you? Because syllables? Fuck no, off! No, no, it's really the, it's really like the same sort of like melody, maybe in a different key, but it's the same melody. And Gloria's a little faster too, but. I mean, it's close, but it's not. It's not the same. All right. Well, I liked I liked the song Gloria more than I thought I was, because it's it's just a good fucking. Song. It's very it's very boisterous. I will say this It's one of the more yes. sort of uh, energetic songs on uh, in the bracket. But Jack and Diane is too. It's it's it's, it's just too. I, I can't not vote for Jack and Diane. I mean, it's the best. No, it's understandable. It's the best bootleg Springsteen song there is. Yeah. Basically. All right. So anyway, uh, Jack and Diane moves on. All right. Uh, the next one is pretty, I guess, easy. Uh, yeah. I've never been to me by Charlene against Rosanna by Toto. See, OK. Prior to this, I had never heard. I've never been to me. Same. Oh, my God. I'm glad. I'm glad. And, someone... and, OK. Uh, one thing I say I'll say about the song is that it sounds timeless. It sounds like it could have been recorded anywhere between like 1966 to like 1993. Yeah, definitely. But it just doesn't have anything particularly memorable to it. Thanks for that Motown smoothness, because this is a Motown song. But at the same time, like, I feel like I've probably heard this song on the radio at least at least once in my life. And I can't remember it existing. So I'm on the subway listening to this song. Right. And it's Mm -hmm. going on. And it's about this woman who's like who's been everywhere and who's been with everyone. But she doesn't know anything about herself, man. And then the song just like. Like in the last minute goes off a fucking cliff because <laughs> there's another spoken word section about what real love is and how you're going to make love to the dude that fucking yelled at you this morning. And the sh- and basically her descriptions of the shit she's done go into like into, into like I'm drunk territory. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I, I have like boned pyramids and I have punched gods. And- <laughs> And but ultimately she doesn't know anything about herself. I'm exaggerating, of course. I know you are, but still, like it's the song kind of starts an off as a relative. The song starts off as a relatively introspective piece of, ah, oh, well, what do I know about myself really? But then just goes off the friggin' deep end as it as it ends, and I'm like, wow, okay, this is weird. <laughs> this is like really bizarre. Yeah, no, like it's 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 a little, it's not great. <laughs> uh, so I guess Rosanna kind of wins by default. Yeah, I mean it's Toto. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no to like a good Toto song. Like, like if any, <laughs> not my favorite. I mean, like if this was Africa, like it it probably win the entire tournament. Now we'll have to do the one for 1984 then. <laughs> exactly. 
So, I mean, I feel really bad kicking out the only Motown song on the bracket, but... But at the same time, it's just not a very good song. I mean, this isn't uh, like Marvin Gaye or anything, I mean... Yeah, exactly. Alright, so, uh, next up is our final first-round category. That's right. How exciting. Yeah, oh, it's down, down Under by Men at Work against Freeze Frame by the Jay Giles Band. Okay, so this is like... This is a surprisingly difficult one, right? Yeah, it is, because I like both of these songs. Uh, but I think I kind of have one picked um uh like a lot of these songs in the tournament this plays at work and they have the regular version of down under and they also have the sort of bummer version of down under <laughs> well i call it the the bummer version because the bummer version yeah it's uh, uh it's been at work covering themselves but it's slowed way the hell down oh isn't that one um what's his name just did it on his own though like the lead singer yeah uh, it could be, but it's it's the I, I call it the bummer version of Down Under. Because I'm pretty sure Colin Hay did it just like didn't he just basically like do an album where he just did a bunch of the hits more or less like acoustically by himself? Maybe, but I, let me say because I remember I remember I distinctly remember him like appearing on Scrubs multiple like I feel like multiple times, but like maybe it was just once. But like he had this like he showed up and he started playing different songs from from his like days with men at work just like with a guitar it was down under and um not fuck the one oh my god what's the name of this goddamn song it's just uh, over no it's not overkill what it's i can't get to sleep i think about the implications it's overkill yeah it's overkill it's overkill i'm not going crazy yeah he like starts singing that in the middle of fucking scrubs and i'm just like what okay but anyway yeah no that's the bummer version, I think, is that's Colin Hay solo version. Yeah. Let me say a thing about Colin Hay. Really underrated singer. Absolutely. Like he's got like a unique timbre for like a, for a singer of his period. And his voice has only gotten better with age, which happens a lot. And because uh, he did a, a, an AV undercover thing where he covered a Velvet Underground song, and it was really goddamn good. Mm-hmm. But freeze frame. <laughs> freeze frame. Uh, uh, that's one of the most just indelible riffs of the 1980s and it it's such a great just like fun time song but not in the same way that down under is a fun time song exactly and also not in the same way as like centerfold is uh no it's a little to, like reference back to like jay giles oh man i mean I, I i like down under but i might love uh freeze frame i mean we might have to we might have to paper rock scissor it for this. Well, song. wait, wait, we haven't done the karaoke. Thing. Oh, that's right. Which, Which one would I do for? Kar- I wouldn't do either of these songs for karaoke, to be honest. I would probably do. I would probably be more inclined to sing "Down Under." I think I might too, honestly. And so I guess that settles. Even it. though, like, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't pick either. But yeah, I would probably. Yeah, so "Down Under," I guess. Okay, so "Down Under" moves on. So round two has so now, begun. That's right. Round two. Now we have. The Sweet 16. So our first matchup, we got the beat by the Go-Go's against The Look of Love by ABC. I mean, like, I love both of these songs, but... This is already really hard. (laughs) I kind of know which one I want to pick, honestly. Um, Because it's like (laughs) like two different sides of the New Wave coin. You've got sort of the the punkier side, and you've got sort of the glammier side. Yeah. So I guess... I mean, like, as glammy as it gets. If this was, if this was, we got the beat versus Poison Arrow, I would have no issue picking. It would be Poison Arrow, Arrow, right? Without a doubt. Oh man, I think we got the beat is the more. Oh god, this is really hard already. The hipper tune. Like I don't want to (laughs) say. 
Like, if I had to pick... No, fuck. I, no, if I had to pick one for karaoke, I might actually pick Look of Love because it's... You know what? This is really hard, actually. What? You know yeah. what? I think I'm going to have to go with Look of Love as well. Actually, yeah. I think I'm going to pick... I was so convinced I was going to pick We Got the Beat, but no, Look of Love wins this one. That's that's like... that's every like I, I think uh, We Got the Beat is hip, but I think if people went back and listened to that ABC song or that whole ABC record, they'd be really surprised how well that holds up. No, when I when I bought it and I played it for the first time, like just on vinyl, I was just like, holy shit, like this is even better than I remember it being. It's so good. So that's one. All right. So uh, next up. Match number 18. This is our second uh, matchup of the second round. We've got Don't You Want Me by the Human League against Hard to Say I'm Sorry by Chicago. Don't You Want Me, Barnum. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was having a, I, I was like sort of tentative in pushing Chicago ahead, uh, even the first time. But this is like a no contest. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Even if Heart Attack had made it, like, there's no question. There's no question in my mind. Don't you want me? Is is my '80s jam? Like, that's it. Like, I love. I still remember going to someone's party, and um, like we were all discussing, like, oh, you know, like, hey, pick any record on the wall. And it was my friend's wall that has like a billion fucking albums, and I'm looking through, and I just found like. Human League's like Dare, right? Yeah, that's it. Dare. Like, Dare is fucking amazing as a whole. I love that album. It's so good. Uh, this sets up a corker in the next round, but let's not think about that too hard. No, we're not going to think about that at all. Anyway, let's move on to Jay Giles Band's Centerfold versus 8675309 by Tommy Two-Tone. Um... Um, oh, um, um, this is actually kind of tough. Is the protagonist from Centerfold in high school? Because the way the song goes, like, oh, there's this girl in my class, and I think she's really cute, but lo and behold, she th- she's in this porno mag. And I'm like, wait. Well, my homeroom, homeroom angel, I feel like, implies high school, but at the Ma- same time, like, oh, I think I, I don't, oh, you don't have college homeschool. No, I mean, I get, uh, or it could be this could be him thinking about the past. Yes, it could be like in his twenties now. I mean, but, but no, at the I'm, same time, like, because uh, yeah, I mean, there's not, yeah, yeah. Years go by. I'm looking through a girly magazine. There we so go. Clearly, okay. so it's not as skeezy as as we. Okay, were. thank fucking god. <laughs> um, but this doesn't really help me. Here's, I mean, here's another thing. That harmonica riff in Centerfold is completely indelible. It is rock solid just uh jenny is such a great just that little little jangly guitar part and it's so 80s college rock let's okay let's ask ourselves which one would we rather do at karaoke centerfold yes as well so okay, i think so centerfold, centerfold goes on yeah. oh god it's so as much hard. as i love eight six seven five three oh nine like this is this hurts oh man oh fuck okay well <laughs> centerfold goes on all right so oh, that fucking tore my heart. Okay, so now it's uh, Rod Stewart's Tonight I'm Yours against Our Lips Are Sealed by the Go-Go's. Okay, I have a pick on this one instantly. Sorry. I don't I don't know if you're going to like it or not. Uh, you're probably going to go with the Go-Go's, right? I am going to go with the Go-Go's. I can't have an... Ah, uh, God. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I'm going to have to go with Rod Stewart again. Really? I, no, I, I, I like how that... Like, those Rod Stewart singles sound. And all topped off by this just... This, this fucking, you know, rock pile of a voice. But, like, Our Lips Are Sealed is just such a good pop song. Like It's that's... a good pop song, but it's the second best Go-Go song on this list. Whereas this is the best Rod Stewart single on this list. On this list. But at the same time, like, is it the best Rod Stewart single 
at all. It's well, no, I mean, but n- neither is our literature sealed. If we're going to do that, well, it's not the best, but it's like okay. Well, is tonight I'm your top five Rod Stewart? Rod Stewart has a lot more shit to pick from, though. The Goku's have like what? But let's just records? say, is it top five Rod Stewart? Uh, is it top five? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the best song on this album. Because Rod okay. Stewart is still making records. I mean, there's like 20 records. I know he is. He doesn't fucking stop. It's obscene. Okay, well, here's my thing. Tonight I'm Yours is probably the best song on Tonight I'm Yours. Our Lips Are Sealed is not the best song on Beauty and the Beat. Uh, yeah, but I kind of still want to go with Our Lips Are Sealed. And Okay, which one would you do in karaoke? Tonight I'm Yours. Tonight I'm Yours? I would do Our Lips Are Sealed, so we uh, are going to have Ah, damn it. We're going to have to. We're gonna fucking have to. hell. Okay. I'm sorry. All right, so, all right, so you ready? All right, do it. One, two, three, paper. Scissors. Ah! <laughs> damn it! Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> damn it. Oh, man. That sucks. Now we're not going to have any Rod Stewart in the LA date. I mean, we might. Our lips are sealed. Moves on amid controversy. Um, okay, yeah. so Eye in the Sky by uh, Alan Parsons Project against Physical by Leaving Neon. Oh, you know man. what I'm thinking here. This just this 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 just amplifies the uh, the animosity from the other one, right? Cause... I know this is like nonstop hatred. <laughs> physical, while physical is just a great fucking song. No, physical is good, but oh, I no, love it's great. this guy so much, though. But like, like nobody cares about High in the Sky but you, dear. That's not true. It fucking. <laughs> It's, it was like it's 31, in, dude. Like 31, so what, okay? Dude, like, I'm, physical was actually lower than I expected to be 15. I would okay, okay, okay. These these are arguably each artist's best song, period, right? Yes. Physical is like the Olivia Newton-John song. Uh, Eye in the Sky is the Alan Parsons Project song. Okay, so we can't do that. I mean, I feel like I'm not, like, familiar enough with Alan Parsons project but I would say I would say Eye in the Sky is probably I mean I like I, I like uh, Eye in the Sky the same way I like Hold Me Now by the Thompson Twins I, oh but I, I love Hold Me Now it's just this uh, see if like, uh, Hold Me Now was in this competition I would have a tougher time but like uh, you know but physical though, physical I, is like I can like zoom out enough and say oh yeah physical is the better pop song but I love Eye in the Sky so much though but physical so good oh god damn it <laughs> Okay, which one would you do at karaoke is the next I would still probably do Eye in the Sky, though. I know you would because you're, like, you're you. (laughs) I like how mean that you're you. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I will not budge on physical here. That's two progressive pop songs that have fallen. (laughs) Like, again, I'm willing to concede the point because... I'm willing to concede the next next category to you, honestly. Yeah, and then they'll fucking lose the physical again, you know? I mean, will it? Will it lose to physical? Who knows? I mean, you're being kind of a dick about physical moving on, but... Because physical is a brilliant song. It's a good song, whatever, but... No, it's catchy, it's funny, it's well-made, it's like... It's got that music video, though. That music video is brilliant. Again, I feel the need to emphasize how much I love this song. Since I am the bigger man, I'm willing to concede the point (laughs) and let physical go on. Because, you know, this is best pop single of 82. Like, I'm watching the music video now, and I'm genuinely, like, this is pure male objectification. And I think it's so good. You don't see this as often 
often as you should. And Olivia Newton-John was like killing it. Like everyone was like, oh, you know, like that Marina and the Diamonds video. But like, no, dude, like she could have never done that without Olivia Newton-John leading the way. This is like, I don't know, man, this this video kills it. This is great. It also vaguely reminds me of that Jean-Luc Godard short in Aria. Oh, in Aria. <laughs> All right. So I'm willing to concede yeah. the point. Physical moves on. Thank you, sir. And I, I'm willing to concede to Young Turks here uh, because uh, I actually don't think it's, I mean, Up Where We Belong, I like a lot, but Young Turks, I would actually say is probably. Like all of these Rod Stewart songs. It's a more interesting like, and better song. It has like kind of a, I think I mentioned this before, kind of an uplifting sort of grandiose quality to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like kind of a key part of like the 80s feel. I don't know if I'd call it like uplifting. I would no, no, call not, it like... no, not the song itself. Just the way the melody is constructed, how the th- whole thing is produced, how everything is assembled has like kind of a an ascendant quality to it. I was gonna say it just it's coked up, but you know, like it's a little coked up. But speaking of coked up, we got "Dirty Laundry" by Don Henley <laughs> against Jack and Diane. Jack and fucking Diane. I'm willing to go to bat for "Dirty Laundry." Because, Are you? Yeah. Are you though? Because Jack and Diane is. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, essential, I, dude. I voted this song through, but I'm willing to make. How about this? Okay, here's my here's one of my pitches for okay. why Dirty Laundry should move on and then lose to whoever wins the next one. Uh, Dirty Laundry sounds like an '80s song through and through. Okay, it's got like the weird sort of almost eight bit drum parts uh, after the chorus. It's a song against the media, which is like the most '80s thing in the world. It sounds like it could have been on Miami Vice. Could have, but wasn't because Glenn Fry was the one on Miami Vice. Uh, Different Eagle. Like, and see, I just I don't know. It, like it doesn't. It has a it has a great sort of coked up quality to it that I like in eighties pop music apparently, and I feel like. But that's... I feel like okay, so your case for it is essentially it feels distinctly eighties. It feels while... like it feels like a your eighties pop song by a guy who was big in the seventies. Did a lot of cocaine and then went and did some solo stuff. Okay, it feels so now, quintessentially '80s. Yes. Okay. So Jack and Diane arguably is it feels like a, a lot more timeless. I think it's a more of a holdover from like the '70s singer songwriter thing. I think it is, but at the same time, I don't think that's a that's, negative. I feel no, like I don't think that's I inherently like it, bad, it, but I do think it's less inherently '80s. It is less inherently '80s, but I feel like its timeless quality is exactly what should get it the pass because well, I don't. I mean, in fairness, I feel like people don't think of Dirty Laundry when they think of Don Henley. Uh, no, they usually think obviously, of the obviously, right? Exactly, and I feel like. But they the also think of like they, Don but they, do, name. but they do think about his solo stuff. They think about like Boys of Summer and shit, right? Yeah, but not, not Dirty Laundry. I mean, it's kind of hard to say that because we're younger. I mean, we run around then. That's true, but I feel. I mean, as younger people. Of these two songs, if like they were just, I mean, like if if you say the names like Don Henley and then John Mellencamp, the first two things that come to mind are a the Eagles and b Jack and Diane because Jack and Diane is yeah, yeah it's a quintessential hit. My my def- yeah, but my defense of this is basically the t- the name of this tournament is best pop song of 1982. This is the popular of the two, and this is the most 1982 of the two. Okay, so now my next question is, which one would you sing at karaoke? I mean, Jack and Diane, we refer to it as the best overplayed song of the 80s. That's yes. mostly on the radio. I don't want to be the guy who sings Jack and Diane at fucking karaoke. I mean, I feel like 
Dirty Laundry and is like a curse. mind being the guy who sings Jack and Diana karaoke. And <laughs> and uh, Dirty Laundry would be a curveball, but not in the same way as like uh, New World Man would be a curveball. It's a, a very poppy song. It's got like kind of a regular pop structure, but it's a curveball in that it's a Don Henley song, maybe a little less known than Boys of Summer, but you could still sort of get like a, you could get a thing going as you're singing it on stage. I don't know. I I can't imagine hearing myself ever sing Dirty Laundry, honestly. I mean, if you wanted a song to be theatrical with, this would be one of them, right? It's, oh, media's bad, and do some cocaine. Yeah, but see, like, this isn't the Just let the fucking coke song win, come on. Uh, I don't want to. I'm sorry. I'm gonna Uh, gonna paper, rock, scissor this one uh, out. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry, Jack and Diana's the better song, dude. Oh my god. Uh, okay, let's do I'm sorry you want to go to bat for like the little guy, but Jack and Diana is a better fucking song. Oh my god! Okay, okay, god. so let's do this. I'm, I'm gonna be big bad fucking dick bag over here, but no, go for right. the fucking one, two, three. Okay, one, two, three, rock, rock. Ah, still. <laughs> let's do it again. All right, one, go. Two, three, rock, rock. Ah, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay, one, two, three, scissors. Rock. Yeah! <laughs> Damn it! I was thinking you were going to switch to scissors because I was going to switch to paper, and then I'm like, no, I'm going to switch to rock. Oh, damn it. Stick with rock. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. I really wanted Dirty Lock. Little ditty about Jack and Diane, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Jack and Diane moves on. I think that's probably the, that's probably the consensus choice, but I really wanted this to move. That dirty Lock. I know you did. All right, so last one of round two. This is down under Toto versus Men at Work. Huh, okay. This is, I don't know. I really don't know. For all the fire I felt about the last one, this one could go really either way. Yeah, I would be happy with either one of these two. As a North American, as a non-Australian, I feel really weird singing a really Australian song, like really with the Australian-ness of it. Yeah, I would probably pick Joanna more so for... You mean Rosanna, right? Yeah. And I don't know. And I don't know, there's something to be said about this sort of like spit shine polished as fuck rock music being made by all these professionals, by all mm-hmm. these like crack studio dudes. I mean, do we do we move the song on that's like really like sort of a, a blue eyed Motown pastiche or do we get the song moving on that rhymes language with Vegemite sandwich? <laughs> I think I just answered my own question. I think we should move down under. <laughs> I know I was about to say like, yeah, you kind of you kind of sealed the deal there. All right. So uh, down under moves on in an upset. Actually, no. I mean, it's not an upset. I mean, that was the higher-ranked song. Yeah, exactly. All right, so round three begins. The, uh, the top eight tunes of the 82. Yeah, it's uh, the Elite Eight. And now this is the fucking... This is starting this is gonna off hard. This bang. is going to be hard. This is going to be really hard. The Look of Love by ABC against Don't You Want Me by The Human League. I am... I know uh, which one I'm picking. Oh I know... I love both of these songs, but I know which one I'm picking. Look of Love is really good, but... Ah, don't, don't you want you me, want me is is a really, great it's like classic it's like yes it is like i will never get tired of listening to don't you want me ever in my life ah uh, man at least i don't think i ever will well I, it's it's nice that look of love got this far honestly yeah like look of love is such a like i'm probably just gonna put on the fucking record as soon as we're done talking about all this because it's so fun so but, so don't you want me moves on to the semifinals. Yeah, Human League forever, man. I need so, to buy there. Like 
I'm gonna like go to Discogs and just be like, well, let's let's find Dare. <laughs> so our next uh, our next quarterfinal match is Centerfold by the Jake Giles Band against Alistair Sealed by the Go Go's. Uh, I know which one I'm picking. Centerfold. Yes. All right. Yeah, that song is just too indelible and feel and it is. It's. I mean, it's really good. It is, and uh, like as we discussed earlier, I don't think. I mean, neither one of us think our lips are sealed is the best go go song here. Yeah, like I mean, if it was, if it was, we got the beat. It'd be a tougher decision for me to make, but Centerfold wins this one. Uh, physical against Young Turks. Okay, so this is gonna be the death match <laughs> again. I mean, oh man, <laughs> is the best. Okay, the best Olivia Newton-John song versus the not best Rod Stewart song. <sighs> Jesus Christ, I can't believe you're using my own kung fu against me. I know. Of course I'm going to use this against you. Shit. Like, who do you think I am? I mean, le- I mean, okay, let me try to go to bat for Young Turks. No, oh god damn it, Derek. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I mean, uh I did I really didn't think physical was going to get this deep into the tournament, but I guess I I was hoping it would <laughs> even though I knew we were going to have arguments with it and I uh, can't I mean, see it's I mean, made I it this can't... far. It's in the fucking semifinals. I mean, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, God damn it. I love that song that. is just too good a pop song, even though I don't it like is, it as much as you. Dude, like, it's fucking great. This is another album I'm going to listen to the second we're done here. So our last semi- uh, quarterfinal uh, matchup is Jack and Diane against Down Under. Okay. I mean, Jack and Diane wins this one for me. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, right? Oh, I mean. No. Like it's just, it's so catchy. I mean, they're both pretty catchy. I mean, that's no. They both are very catchy. Song, I, right? I agree. Yes. But I think if we're doing this, Jack and Diane is more Dark. traditionally catchy. Yes. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> but I know. Um, I know it sounds like a shitty way to phrase it, but like it makes sense to me. It's just a powerhouse of a song, though, in terms of how it's like put together. It is. It is. Oh man. Okay. A more interesting. A more interesting final finals discussion. Yes. All right. So Jack and Diane moves on. Now we got our semifinals, the final four. So our <laughs> first semifinal contest is "Don't You Want Me" by the Human League against "Centerfold" by Jay Giles Band. Okay. So this is this is like uh, these are two amazing pop songs. Yes. But I one about I mean, the beginning of a romance and one about the end of a romance. Well, is it? I mean, is it technically about the end of a romance? I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, technically, yeah. And like working in kind of different mediums, uh, you've got uh, "Don't You Want Me," which is pretty much a straight up synth pop, and then you've got uh, Jay Gal's band, which is operating in more of a bluesy new wave kind of deal. So it's you know your um, your synth versus your traditional rock band. You've got uh, the beginning of love versus the end of love. You've got the United States against Germany. This is a pretty loaded match, I think. It is, and I feel like okay. So, like, uh, do we want to like bring it down to lyrics? I guess. I, I mean, I think these songs are like lyrically comparable, but here's how I'm going to bring it. This is how I'm going to break it down. Okay. Jake Isles Band, before they were sort of the new wave party animals that they were, were kind of a shit kicking blues rock band, right? Yes. Like in the in the 70s they were just these these loud, filthy, noisy rock and rollers. Whereas Human League are pretty much always sort of a cold European synth pop band, right? I wouldn't call them cold. 
Well, just in terms of, of the I production. I, I wouldn't call them cold. At, no, the production cold? Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, an, like the, main, the, the main synth line in the song is just this giant iceberg going on. I... But th- that's kind of beside the point. What I, the point I'm trying to make is that... I don't know if I would agree with that, though. Like, I don't know. Like, my point is that we have Don't You Want Me is, like, uh, I think a higher high for the Human League than Centerfold is for the Jay Giles Band. Not by much. I would agree. Because I think the Jay Giles Band did a lot of sort of vital work before they became really popular. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Dare is the Human League's third record. Now, I just want to take a look here. Freeze Frame was the 12th album. Jesus Christ. By Jay Giles, man. They'd spent the 70s as sort of, you know, like sort of a, like basically a roadhouse band. Yeah. And then cha- like sort of added more new wave elements and became really popular. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's a strike for or against them that they could adapt to changing times without sort of compromising. And it's a positive, or- certainly, but I don't, I don't know if I would consider it a benefit in this situation. I want to go for Don't You Want Me Here. I know it's the easy choice, but at the same time, like, I like it more. Oh, <laughs> I know God. you sound so conflicted. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I thought I was going to... I'm going to have to go with Centerfold. Really? I thought that this would be an easy go for Don't You Want Me, but I think Centerfold puts up a good fight. Because both these songs are dope karaoke songs. No, they... Okay, see, okay, so I was going to ask which one would you rather do in karaoke, though? Here, Here's where the karaoke thing falls apart a bit for Don't You Want Me, is that the ideal version of Don't You Want Me is a duet. Okay, we do have two people here. I feel like, realistically, you know which role you would take, and I know which role I would take. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, perfect. but if, I mean, okay, no one goes and sings karaoke alone, I understand that. Exactly. But, like, ideally, like, in most circumstances, you take one person, one song. That's not necessary. That's, that's kind of not true because I mean, every single time I go to karaoke, I do a duet. Ah, uh, damn it! Like that's that's not like a thing for me. Like I absolutely we duet all the time, and I feel like I feel like I mean I genuinely do think, and in terms of audience appreciation, I feel like "Don't You Want Me" would be better received by. I- the audience? I think Centerfold would, if only because I don't think people think to do Centerfold. I would agree, but at the same time, like I feel like I feel like Don't You Want Me would be the the choice here. I don't know. I think since it requires two people to reach the heights that it should should reach karaoke, I'm gonna have to go I mean, with Centerfold. It doesn't necessarily require two people. No, no, no. no but You're it makes more sense that slightly way. Slightly pedantic. It's, it's not really a matter of pedantry. It's a song that literally has two voices in it. But it doesn't matter. I feel like one person could do both of those and still pull I, Under it off. normal circumstances, yes, but this is a song where the first, second verse answers back to the first. So if you want to get that full effect, you get two different people. But at the same time, karaoke isn't necessarily about emulating that same exact experience. No. Well, yes. I mean, that's the whole point of karaoke is to like sort of go like sing these songs. Yeah, but it's to do. If your, you want to get, and if you want to get go the full your own effect, way, though. if you want to get the full effect of the song, you, it needs two people. I'm not saying you can't do it alone. I'm just saying that. But I feel like the fact that you can do it alone... You're just stalling because you don't want... Two, don't you want me to lose? No, because I think being able to do it alone and or with two people makes it a better song because it gives you more options. But one of the options is inherently lesser than the other. 
Yes, but Centerfold doesn't allow for multiple individuals. No, but you get the crowd singing along during the na-na-na parts, right? But would the crowd sing along during the Why the hell? Everyone knows Centerfold. Everyone likes Centerfold. Do they? It's literally... It's someone who loves Centerfold. Dude, it's literally the highest ranking remaining song in the tournament. It is literally the most popular song left. We're gonna have to paper rock scissors this one, and I'm I'm gonna be really <laughs> sad if Don't You Want Me doesn't make it through because I do think Don't You Want Me is is the better song. So you ready to do this? Ah, <sighs> I guess. One, two, three, paper rock. Fuck! <laughs> uh, can we like two out of three this one just no. because it's so close to the end? No. Centerfold takes it, knocking Ugh. out the favorite. I'm so disappointed. But I um, guess if I had, like, if I, mean, if I had to lose, well, but you know what? This is going to be a fight to the death, too. Uh, this is going to be interesting, I think. This is going to be a spiteful fight to the death, actually, oh, just God. because I lost. Don't you want me? <laughs> hey, no, I, I really like that song, too. So I can't believe I can't believe I lost. Don't you want me? Like, and it just has even a better use of repetition. Like I know, uh, I just. Uh, I'm sorry, guy. Working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Centerfold goes to the finals. <laughs> now I want to listen to that version of the song. Physical against Jack and Diane is the other semifinals matchup. Okay, so let's. All right. Let's get into this discussion here. So here um, we've got Australia versus the Heartland. It's too bad we didn't have Australia versus Australia here. That's interesting, right? That could have been fun. Uh, <laughs> pure Americana against just pure pop pop music. And this is actually <laughs> tough for me. <sighs> I mean, I feel like earlier you said you don't want to be that guy who sings Jack and Diane at karaoke. And I said I would probably be willing to be that guy who sings Jack and Diane at karaoke. I mean, I think people wouldn't be able to interpret me singing physical as anything else but like some kind of joke. Yes, arguably so. Which is not necessarily a bad thing for the song when it says more about the people in the audience. Absolutely. But it's also, I mean, it's, it's, it is essentially like a pretty, it's a silly song. It is purposely so, which is why the video is very much. And Jack and Diane's a bit more earnest. Yes. But I feel like that arguable silliness and just giving into like sexual innuendo <laughs> lends itself more to the 80s aesthetic than Jack and Diane does, which I'm using my own argument for Jack and Diane's uh, timelessness <laughs> against myself now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, what would the 80s coming back and all? I don't think either of these songs would be particularly non-timeless. But, oh, God. Um, I want to lean towards physical. I, I think you don't you've, want to. You've made such a persuasive case. Because I do genuinely think it is... I mean, I'm going to use my own argument for me. I mean, if we're doing which is pop song of the early 80s, this like physical definitely sounds more like a pop song from the early 80s. It does. So just just because it has that kind of quintessence, I'm going to have to lean towards that one as well. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to go against my better judgment and vote so for physical. John. So okay, so you, I mean, wow, this turned out a lot different than I expected it to. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I thought I thought Don't You Want Me would have run aw- ran away with it. but I no. genuinely thought the top two were going to be Don't You Want Me versus Jack and Diane, and we have something completely different. Yeah, which centerfold is... and physical in the Holy final. Holy shit. Oh. This is like, 
peak 80s. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, disgustingly yeah. so. Oh my How the God. hell did we get to this? I don't know. I, but... like, I texted you before this even started, and I thought it was going to be fucking uh, Don't You Want Me was going to run away with this one against, I think, Rosanna, I said. Right, you said Rosanna. R- Rosanna got knocked out in the fucking second round by Men at Work. Pretty quick. <laughs> so, all right, so we've got Centerfold and Physical. Oh, my God. I don't know which one to pick. Holy shit. Mm. Okay, I need to listen to both songs back to back. This is like, just, like right down the timestamp. This is a this is a moment where I need to do like some introspective <laughs> moments. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, so I'm gonna pop open the video for Physical, and I'm gonna pop open the video for Centerfold. Both of those music videos are really are cool. awesome. They're fucking awesome. I don't think any of our regular metrics are going to be of use here. Are we allowed to like tie this? Like no, is no, that... no, 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 no. We gotta pick a winner. We gotta put a belt on someone. Oh my god, this sucks. Okay, I'm like. Oh god, this, this, yeah, this turned out way different than I thought it would. But at the same time, like, it makes it harder for me because had this been "Don't You Want Me" versus anything else, I probably would have picked "Don't You Want Me." But this is genuinely like. Don't you want me versus physical? You would have went. Don't Don't you want me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, but I... Oh, my oh God. God. Okay. I'm I can't believe that Centerfold fucking beat I'm it. I'm watching the Centerfold video. I'm so glad, though. Like, as much as, like, I'm bitter, but, like, I'm kind of happy. So you're singing the fucking song, and I'm like, this is no question. <laughs> I mean, just the fucking... The melodies and the riffs and the production. It's like, everything about that song is so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Angel is cynical. No, 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 no. I'm gonna lock my. I'm gonna lock my vote in. I don't even have to hear physical again. I'm gonna lock my vote in for centerfold. I wish she can in my shoes. And if she got the baby blues, I'm gonna grab a hold of you. Fuck. Fuck. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pause it halfway through and I'm going to listen to physical like from halfway on because God, I love this fucking video so much. It's such a good music video though. Like I really do stand by what I said about like Marina and the diamonds and her, like, I can't remember what song it was, but everyone was like, Oh my God, it's so amazing. She has this video with like a bunch of men and like these, it was prima Donna. She has like all, like all these men, uh, or no, not prima donna. Sorry, how to be a heartbreaker, and like she has all these men in these ridiculously like skimpy outfits, and she's objectifying them and shit. And I'm just like, but like Olivia Newton-John did that forever ago, and she also like she's jokier about it almost. I'm Didn't like, Shania Twain do that in the '90s too? Yeah, she did. Peak Shania. I feel like we should do like 1998 hits next. Time. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll 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 look up I'll, I'll look up what year that was, and I'll try to build a bracket around it. Okay, so, all right, yeah, 1998 is Shania's. Um, okay, so centerfold versus physical. Yeah, I th- I think I, I got have a choice because as I mean, you can keep in me singing centerfold because yeah, I yeah. feel like that's like. Mumble singing centerfold is kind of what led us both to to our, our decision. Yeah, I mean you're just you 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 were just singing the song. It's like even like you without any backing track, like super low mumbly. It's like fuck that song is so good. I don't see how this song loses. Yeah, no, like I can't. Centerfold is as much as I love physical and I love I love Olivia Newton John. I love physical. I genuinely 
it's by far one of my like top 380 songs probably but like do we, ha- do we have a winner centerfold holy shit jay kyle's band wins because centerfold is the best pop song of 1982 yeah who would have fucking thought that, that, centerfold would make it this far that sounds uh that sounds good i mean if i say it out loud i mean that makes sense i'm into it i'm i'm absolutely i'm more than happy with it like I might have fought against it with "Don't You Want Me," but like, fuck, Centerfold's just such a good goddamn. Song. Uh, all right, so that's it. I don't know if we're gonna do another one of these, but uh, thanks I for joining us. I feel like we us. should someday, but but holy shit! Oh my god, I'm just gonna go listen to Centerfold now. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, that that <laughs> record freeze frames really good. Uh, if you're interested in any uh, any and all of our other nonsense, you can go to dimthehouselights.com. That's the website that we run together. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Derek underscore G. Juan's at Whoa, it's Juanito. That's W O A H, it's Juanito. Uh, Juan writes for the Miami New Times. Dude even got featured on uh, on Critic Wire. He's got a. I know, I can't believe a, it. He's got a piece on Flavor Wire about the TV show Crazy Ex Girlfriend and how it ties into uh, portrayals of uh, crazy lady people. And he ties it in with a uh, Stephen Sondheim musical whose name I forget. Passion. Passion. Because I'm very passionate about all of these things. And uh, you can see any of my uh, any of my stuff that doesn't go on in the house lights. You can check it out at MontrealSchlockCity.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're gonna do another one of these, and I don't know, and if we do, I don't know when we're gonna do another one of these. But thanks for joining us, and uh, go listen to Freeze Frame that record because it's really good. Absolutely.